Hello and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter and I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics, which is reporting live from Las Vegas, where the biometrics and identity industry has converged on ISC West, the world's premier security conference. The crowds are back at ISC West this year, and so is our own Doug O'Gordon, who is busy tracking down the leaders in identity and biometrics on the show floor. That's why, on this special episode of ID Talk, he catches up with Santiago Hein Urieta, sales manager for Aerotech, a leading vendor of multi-biometric technology. Urieta gives us a rundown of the many Aerotech solutions being showcased at ISC West this year, including new TrueFace biometric products and fingerprint scanners aimed at access control, time and attendance, and expanded use cases like National ID. The conversation goes on to explore how the pandemic affected the acceptance of fingerprint biometrics before gazing into the future of identity, which Urieta sees as multi-factor and multi-modal in nature. This interview hits on many of the crucial topics in the larger biometrics conversation right now, so let's get right to it. Here is Fine Biometrics' Doug O'Gordon and Aerotech's Santiago Hein Urieta live at ISC West. Hi, Fine Biometrics listeners, Doug O'Gordon here, uh, live from the ISC West show. It's day two, it's the end of the day, and I'm lucky to have Santiago Hein Urieta from Aerotech. He's the sales manager. Um, Santiago. That's great, thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Doug. Yeah. How are you today? I'm good. How was day two? Great. A little bit tired, but good. That's yeah, true. no, it was uh, another crazy day of walking around the show. Seeing lots of people. Mm. Um, what are you showcasing uh, at ISC West this year? Yeah, so uh, right now we have been uh, producing new models during this year for facial recognition solutions for access control and time and assistance. So basically what we are doing is trying to explore uh, new verticals, new markets, uh, new products that we can develop. So that's what we have been doing actually. We have different kinds of uh, biometric series. So we have been showing our new scanners for, uh, for fingerprint readers, uh, such as verification for national ID, passport emission, driving license uh, emissions, also uh, for, um, uh, for other kind of solutions, such as, uh, for example, voting election. Um, yep. We have different kind of uh, scanner ranges from FIP20 to FIP45. Um, and we have also new mobile terminals for outside solutions. So uh, we have been showing all of those. Also the new uh, devices with the TrueFace series, which is the ones we use for um, the actual uh, access control and time and attendance. Uh, we'll, uh, when we will show uh, facial recognition also uh, we will use different uh, features such as QR, uh, QR code reading and also NFC reading. Mm -hmm. um, all those parameters and authentications could be combined, but we are following uh, different strategies and we know that different partners have different needs, so we will be able to remove different features from the actual device. That's what actually makes us a little bit uh, uh, different from competitors because we are a supply manufacturer chain and we are able to control those features and we are able to 
reduce the cost and also provide a great uh, customer experience for awesome. our clients. Um, how has the pandemic affected the market for fingerprint sensors? And is there still a demand for this technology? And if so, what kinds of use cases are driving the demand uh, today? Yes, right now I think that the pandemic uh, has affected, but um, it has affected by um, not too much. I have seen like the demand uh, is still increasing for fingerprint readers. Sure. Uh, the impact has been low. Has been low. We could we could detect and we could see that, for example, before, well, for example, for access control, uh, the clients were were requesting uh, fingerprint readers for access control. Right now, they want to have everything touchless. Yeah. So we are providing more facial recognition solutions to integrate to their systems. Uh, I saw many new um, and really uh, interesting technologies right now. I have seen, for example, a palm palm recognition solution. I have seen facial with touchless fingerprint. Um, I think it's really interesting how the industry is evolving um, mm-hmm. and the new tendencies that the market is experiencing. So it so, uh, has been affected, but not, not too much, I will say. Yeah, I think our research shows that you know facial is still the one that's getting most of the mm-hmm. you know most of the attention. Yeah, but correct. we've seen that um, fingerprint has now kind of evened out before pandemic. Mm-hmm. The research that we see mm-hmm. shows that fingerprint's back to where it was yeah. in the in the mix. Yeah, people aren't scared with the uh, mm-hmm. con- being contagious yeah, off of your finger. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Um, well, last question is: we do an annual research project. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for 19 years. Oh, okay. Next year's our 20th year. Uh-huh. Um, and we always ask this question about what do you see the market looking like in six to nine months? Like by the end of the year, what's your crystal ball prediction on, uh, you know, what's going to be used for ID and authentication or uh, you know, through the biometrics? What, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, so as I mentioned before right now, like demand for facial recognition is increasing, but I see... Still, I see that there is a, a big percentage of uh, new projects growing in terms of voting election, national ID, uh, passport emission, driving license emissions, all those kind of projects require wallet, mobile ID, requires finger, yeah. fingerprints. And right now, there is new wearables, for example, for telephones, and still requiring. Uh, uh, fingerprint verifications, right? Mm. Also, I think the various governments around the world are incorporating now um, uh, fingerprint biometrics for citizenship um, verifications. And yeah. um, that leads us to actually create new platforms and new ways to verify ourselves. For example, with payment systems or financial systems, uh, how to verify yourself when you make a transaction. Right now, is it still, uh, is it still, they are still using fingerprint uh, modules and they are still using facial recognition now. And uh, now it's also, I have heard from actually someone in the show has told me that now, it's going to be recognized also by the voice. So you can have three-factor authenticator with a fingerprint, also your face, and also your voice. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting how the industry is changing. And, and I think that in the future, not in the near future, but maybe in the next 10 months, we're going to see more and more and more demand for facial recognition solutions. But I think that we are going to maintain that 
fingerprint verification as the main asset uh, for for verification purposes all around the world. Just multi-factors. Yeah, multi-factors exactly for yeah. AFIS control. And awesome. Like yeah. Well, hey. Yeah. Have a great night yeah. and you know get to bed early because day three is tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you very much yeah. for having me, though. Has nice meeting you. And nice meeting you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And so concludes our interview with Santiago Hein-Yurieta, sales manager for Aerotech. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, visit Aerotech.com. And for more identity and biometrics industry coverage straight from ISC West, stay posted to FindBiometrics.com. I'd like to thank Santiago again for joining us on this podcast, and thank you to Doug O'Gordon for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.